Welcome to In Orbit with Sam Hebda. I'm your community coordinator, and today we have a special podcast episode featuring Jeremiah Northcutt and Tony Cornelli, who are Vortex Voyagers. Um, and we get to talk a little bit about their businesses and as well as their mental health and how it's played into their business and founding their own companies. If you guys want to join the Vortex, it is paradigm.cx slash Vortex. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. So now we're recording the podcast episode. This is the beginning of our podcast about podcasting, which will become a podcast in of itself. So maybe I'm going too many levels deep. This is like Inception here. I'm, I'm going to start confusing myself. But, I'm, on, I'm on the page with you. Bro. You're on the page? Okay, so this is a pod. Yeah, all right. It makes sense, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, all right. So we're recording the podcast now, and we're trying to teach everybody who's coming into the Vortex who wants to create their own gravity, how to do it through podcasting, which is an easy way to uh, get your name out there, but also give value to other people. So Tony and Jeremiah are here, Northcut Designs, um, and Tony's Corneli Custom Designs. And one of them does prototyping of um, like 3D models. I'll let, actually, you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. Go ahead, Tony, you talk, and then Jeremiah will go next. Bro, yeah. So my name is uh, Anthony, but uh, I go by Tony around Mr. Rainbird and other NC State buddies. Um, but uh, yeah, I run a business called Cornelli's Custom Designs. Um, I'm a mechanical engineer, and I was inspired to begin this business due to being laid off uh, from COVID. Uh, formerly, I was working for Roush Entertainment Systems as a mechanical engineer, um, contracting for WDI. Um, so you can imagine what that entails. Um, but I was laid off from that job in April, and I ended up getting sponsored by SolidWorks uh, to start this 3D printing firm. And they further sponsored me by giving me several licenses to distribute to other uh, like-minded friends of mine who I'd like to work with and create some awesome designs for people. And I don't just make prototypes. Like, I actually make, uh, you know, unique designs that yeah. the intention yeah. is to sell. Um, uh, you know, with my with ownership, you know, with my company having some ownership of because we did the engineering work required, not just the designing aspect. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. And uh, it's going really well. I found great success in the vortex talking with Rainbird and a lot of people, uh, entrepreneurs. Um, it's given me inspiration. And it's also allowed me to uh, share some of my knowledge with other people as well um and obviously get knowledge you know and that's what i'm all about so yeah it's a give really and take happy. right yeah really happy to be here and um you know uh, i just want to get let people get to know me a little better yeah tony's a you're an awesome guy man I, i've you. always enjoyed talking with you when we were in college we hung out uh outside of uh tucker and owen yep. there's some good days uh a lot of great conversations so Jeremiah, adventures, bro. <laughs> Jeremiah, what about uh what about you? You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So I'm Jeremiah Northcutt. I run Northcutt Creations, which is a digital marketing agency based on building 
brands via their content content strategy. Um, besides that, I am a libertarian activist, but that's not really something for this group. Uh, I joined this group uh, mainly because Connecticut does not have an entrepreneurial community. It's very much an old money state and looking to network with other entrepreneurial minded individuals that makes that a very hard task. So you got to kind of resort to the internet and it's probably one of the better mastermind type groups you can join at the moment. Yeah, when did you find out about us? How, how long ago you been in? You've been in here for several months, right? Yeah, it's got, got to be like three, four months now. Yeah, it's only been about six months. You were like one of the first people in here. I know Tony was pretty early on, right? Or did you just get in here a little bit ago? You were on the the frontier. Uh, yeah, I was on the frontier. Like I knew about it for a long time, but I didn't really take the step to join and like start. That's right, because you were you were a previous Discord user. You were like, I can't go back there, right? No, no, well, I don't. I don't remember what it was, bro. It's probably just me being lazy. And... Well, for me, it was like I had all these servers I was a part of gaming and like didn't want to touch Discord. But oh, then that's right. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's right, bro. Yeah, yeah man. Did I you were like, I can't do that, yeah. man. I, I, that's from. That's another life, and I felt the same way because, like, I used to stream, and <laughs> I knew as soon as I opened Discord, all these people would be like, "Ah, oh, come play, come play." Bro, I don't even—I got notifications coming out the wazoo. I don't even know where they're coming from, bro. Like, I got so many servers to actually okay. find which that one is a good, good point. Like, you know? That is a good point. We need to have an in, a tutorial how to disable notifications or like. Not okay. even. It's just the sheer mass of them, bro. It's like, okay, you got notification, but how can you even know when every single server has a red, uh, a red blob under it with missed messages? Oh, the red blobs? Are the red you know blob like, server notifications? Like, I thought that they were, definitely. unless I'm mistaken. I should have gone there. Uh, <laughs> so the red blobs are missed. Wow. Okay, that's a lot of missed notifications. I'm colorblind, and Jared. Jeremiah, I don't know if this affects the way you look at it, but I don't even see the red blobs, really. I'm talking about, though, right? By the vortex, there it shows 10 for me. Oh, yeah, so those are missing. Man, that's frustrating. Well, yeah, I mean, I, well, I, you got to you set up your system in such a way that you get notifications from the ones you want and the ones you don't. But I'm a part of so many servers that it's like a fucking, it's like a, a librarian's job. Yeah. It's like you got to bookkeep that shit. Okay, so these are good points to to mark down. Um remove notifications. I'll put that down here. We should have some sort of uh intro where we tell people here's how you can turn off the notifications for all the channels except for ones that you want to like be part of. Or even just like if it's only at mentions. So if you right click on the server and you go to notification settings, I get notified for all messages in the in the vortex. But you can change it to only at mentions. And then if you change it to only at mentions, you can also suppress everyone and here's, which we'll turn it off from like whenever I send an everyone message like, hey, everybody come uh, check out the event we're doing or join the voice channels which you know if that's that's something you you always have to be careful with with running one of these servers is too many at everyone's right. but i would recommend leaving that on and i will be very careful about who gets to use at everyone and at here 
but um, you can make it so you get nothing. You can also mute an entire server um, until you turn it back for 24 hours or something. And that's useful if you don't want to, you know, get any notifications on your phone for, you know, the foreseeable future for that server. Like if you have a bunch of servers you you join, I have all of them at muted except for the Vortex and Paradigm. So this is the only one I have. These are the only ones I have unmuted. Um, I'm also part of this Resolve Discipleship one. But that's because if you get, I don't know if that actually turns off the little red dot. I don't think it does, which is why I was like, that's frustrating. But if it were to turn off that little red dot, that would be really nice. It definitely doesn't notify me on my phone because I'm part of hundreds of servers, or used to be. I trimmed it down. Um, and now the Vortex and the Paradigm server are my only ones that have notifications. But I get notifications for everything because I look at it all. And uh, there's actually some channels I can... You can also go to individual channels. Like, you can go to chat channel. You can change the notifications for that specific channel to only at mentions. So like I said, if somebody at mentions you, all messages or nothing at all. So you can turn off only memes. You guys can go to that and mute channel until you turn it back on. Or you can change the notifications to nothing. So you can set the notifications to nothing. And then it will just not send anything to your phone. Um, or you can use server default, which is whatever you set your server default to. So if you set your server default, so for the Vortex, my server's default is, oh, I didn't think I just muted it. Now it's unmuted. <laughs> so that'll set it back to the notification settings that you originally had right here, um, which I do not want to suppress at all mentions. I, do want to I don't want to suppress at everyone's, and I want only at mentions for the server notifications if I was you. Um, but I'm an admin here, so I want them all on. And then, yeah, don't mute. So that's the, same, that's the settings you want if you don't want to be overwhelmed by notifications. Um, and then, I, like I said, you can change it for individual channels and categories as well. You can mute a category. You, can, uh, you can't change the notification settings for a whole category, but you can mute it. Um, you can also mark everything in that category as red. So you do that, it removes all the like white. So you can mark it all as red, and it'll just reset everything to to, to gray. Um, I'll just show you, for example, like mark all those for red. Mark all those for red. It'll just close them all out. Um, and it's not like it's, uh, if it's an at you mention, like I said, don't turn off at you mentions, like specific ones, because you want to get those. Those are the ones you want. Um, so maybe we can change it so that the server, when you join, and it just drops you in here and enter the vortex, we'll set it so that the um, it gives you just the at you mentions unless you choose to be opting into all the server notifications for the channels you can see. And that's the thing. I can see all the channels, but um, like Jeremiah and Tony probably can only see the blast off channels unless they've been upgraded to warp speed, um, which I think. Yeah. Anyways, that's how it works. So permissions basically dictate which channels you can see. And then your notifications are set by default, whatever we make them. And then you can change them yourself manually. Um, that basically is a short intro. I might use that for a little YouTube video or something later. But going back to the people, um, the people in here are what really make it special. Because no matter what happens, we know we have each other. We know we can always come back here and hang out and interact. It's a safe place apart from 
everything else going on. Um, COVID made it hard for us to really connect in person. And this is sort of a temporary, if not, you know, permanent solution for that problem of just not being able to go out in public. Yeah, I agree completely, man. I think that uh, just being able to talk to people uh, on this forum, you could say, um, is really good for me, just like my own mental health, because I spend a lot of time alone. But uh, I do need to speak to people every once in a while, you know, it's part it's good for me, Uh, you know, especially because, you know, everyone, including myself, can't really go out and and go to a bar or, you know, depending on where you live, uh, nor would it be be wise to do depending on your situation. So I have a kid at home. I can't be going out to bars every night. Exactly. Yeah, it's just not. It's something you should do, and obviously you're not going to do it because it's not. The and that's way. totally new. Like I might have, if I had been trying to do something community development wise before I had a kid, I would have been like, ah, oh, fine, yeah, I'll go out there, all yep. every every night and meet people, right? But that's not Kate. That's not uh workable with my five year old schedule, and you know I gotta help the wife out as much as I can. She's amazing. Shout out to my wife. She's literally the coolest person. Um, and I hope you all get to meet her and like hang out with her at some point because she's really awesome. But she's like a full time mom. This, you know, it's a lot of work. And that like mental health thing that we were talking about that hopefully we might get into depending on the the vibe. But like that's a real issue when it's two people too because we both, you know, that's kind of what brought us together in the first place is both dealing with some of the similar issues, um, chronic pain chronic illnesses, uh, autoimmune disorders, uh, and mental health stuff, like all that, we're both check, 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 check on that list. So, you know, we really just bonded over that and have been a real support system for each other. And as well as our faith, like, not to make this a a spiritual thing, but like it really is uh, a lot what you believe in, like God has gotten us through a lot. And I just have to say that because (laughs) wouldn't be where I am, I wouldn't have been able to do what I do um or be here to help so many people in the vortex and on the frontier like that's all just a huge blessing to to have access to and to be part of something so incredible like paradigm's doing it's a whole new way to do business um it's partnership economy man that's hashtag partnership economy it's all about how you can help other people and it just comes back to you and we're all here to help each other and love each other that's the way business should be not so not this cutthroat game that people are playing right yeah i agree man i agree and uh you know i i'd like to help people out too and work with them as well you know and i'm getting there right now i'm kind of just doing stuff on my own because i'm not in a position to offer you know people much better off than me uh, my services for free essentially you know, for a return on investment in the distant future. Like, I just need to get my name out there on my own now. But um, I I know that that's what needs to happen as far as my business is, is that I need to partner up and share, um, share just for the sake of sharing, you know, just so, so that people can improve their businesses and make other people's lives better within their own businesses. And it's going to benefit us both as businesses in the process. Yeah, exactly. Jeremiah, we were talking about this yesterday too, right? We were, yeah. Like the idea, um, you have a lot of people who need good design, 
and you do incredible SEO, like just the stories you told me about your donut shop, like maybe you can share that. Yeah, so basically um, COVID hit and uh, I was originally working in the restaurant niche almost when it came to my clients, I would sign in my marketing uh, efforts. Um, Sadly, them being restaurants, uh, a lot of them have less cash flow now than they ever typically would. So I wasn't able to keep them on retainer as I normally would. Um, And they didn't have projects for me to go by project rate either. Uh, Which is a huge problem right now for a lot of people. Yeah, they were scaling back operations greatly. Luckily, a local donut shop was willing to keep me on for at least the first couple months. Uh, And they were asking me for guidance and any ideas, creative solutions to keep the business open for, or to keep the business profitable, rather. Um, So basically, as they were attempting to negotiate uh, getting out of their contract, uh, meaning I wouldn't be receiving the retainer anymore, we were able to come to a solution of uh, doing custom donuts for people on dietary restrictions. Um, The clientele they usually have wasn't showing up to buy buy donuts anymore in a takeout style. Instead, we had to go seek new clients. And we were the first donut shop, at least in the area around here, that was catering to vegans, vegetarians. Um, I don't really know why we added vegetarians into the marketing campaign because most donuts are vegetarian. Vegetarian. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, kind of weird looking at it. So you didn't have like carrot cake donut, which would be a great donut, by the way. That's awesome. Um, I'm not a donut (laughs) producer myself. However, uh, we were targeting uh, vegan groups basically on social media networks. Um, We were able to spread the message that we were making custom vegan donuts to enough people that they actually, um, what was it? They beat last year's uh, sales for the month. And it was a great um, solution. It lasted like two months where they were actually exceeding their last year's sales. Um, It's starting to die off now and they're looking for a new solution, but that's mainly because the competition saw what campaign was working. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden- Yeah, they jumped on that. Everybody jumps on it, right? Yeah, they all jumped on. Uh, it was a great right thing. on it, bro. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah, you find the trends, and you that that's your strength. Like that's what you do, and he, you've been able to capture that with search engine optimization. Which, if some people listening to this don't know what that is, and what how much his his service can benefit you, I'll just say like SEO is probably the main thing. It's like sending out an email. If you're sending out an email to everybody. You want the title to really be the hook. Like, that's what's got to catch people's eye because their eye is the search engine when they're looking through their email. When people are Googling stuff, they're looking for things, their search query is actually the, the hook. That's what their eye is looking for. And those are now the algorithms work so that you can have a whole bunch of different terms that are interconnected. Um, and getting the right terms, the right words on your page appropriately is the idea behind SEO, right, Jeremiah? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, 
put it in most simplistic terms, uh, basically, if somebody was to Google, how do I make a carrot cake donut? Um, and your article had that exact same title. Uh, you made you hit the keywords enough times throughout the article, so the keywords there would probably be carrot cake and donut if you were to use that with enough repetition while it's still a top quality article, it would rank well in SEO. Um, yeah. One of the more recent, I guess, developments in the algorithms that most people sadly overlook is the fact that uh, they actually are looking for the quality of articles now. So people used to put out, it's called like PR3 quality content, uh, but now you really need to put out PR1 quality content in order to rank top in the uh, top in the search engine, um, so it's a lot about. What does that translate to for somebody who doesn't understand all of this? Yeah, what's that mean? So quality yeah. writing would just be like proper English, no grammar mistakes, sophistication of words to an extent. When you're thinking back to really what they taught you in um, middle school and high school about reading levels. Uh, yeah basically catering your writing to mid to top reading levels um, while still using the classic approach of making sure you get the keywords and the terminology you need in there to be adapt to the person's search. You know, that's amazing, man, because um, I never knew any of the jargon associated with that theory, but I always use that theory on my own because I just realize the trends between what I'm actually entering in Google and what comes out. So I realized like, okay, what do I got to say to get what I want? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And yep. it's got to be worded the right way. And, and that there's, there's tools out there, but I've seen, seen some, uh, you know, simple, very, very simple versions of those tools that I've messed around with myself. And they, they kind of like rate you on your English, like okay, this is a complex sentence. If you're writing in all like uh, simple, simple sentences, like um, like I am, I am Sam, right? It's it's very simple. There's not a lot of grammar or or word complexity, and that's something that you go into deep detail to analyze for people's websites, right? To figure out how can you optimize this to get the best positioning in the search ranks. That's the that's the idea. Is search results matter? Being on that front page of Google when someone types what you're about, that matters. That's what's going to get you the clicks and the return on your investment and the huge benefit to your business and your product, your experience, all of that. Yeah. Well, he just hopped out for a second. Ah, oh, and he's back. Okay, cool. We good. We good. <laughs> I was that was the end of the sentence. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what led to the needing of writing more sophisticated language in your articles or writing top quality articles, better way of putting it, is people, the reason even Tony just said when he's trying to search for something, he has to word it differently than how you would think you'd have to search for it because he's getting a bunch of junk results otherwise. And that's because people were able to pump out content basically to an algorithmic approach to get to the top page on different search queries. Um, what lots of people were doing is they would go to like hire.ph, which if you don't know what that is, it's like you no know, online jobs.ph. It's like a Philippines hiring website. 
where you can get people to write you 500 word articles for like $2 a piece, but of course they're not going to come to you in um, native English. So the quality is going to be poor. And they were just putting probably like 10, 20 articles up on their website a day, um, reaching front page for multiple. That bumps you up in the search engine results because you're pumping out content, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, And then they like added another like, level to the algorithm i guess you That's could look genius. at it as like if you have too many third rated quality articles your website um basically if you think about it, like a blacklist on instagram yeah it's not going to let you rank high anymore because the general quality of your website is so poor well, then this is really important for people to to understand is that if they want to even compete with the big guys now they got to have the complexity of their site on right measured yeah yeah. okay cool so that's a huge value point for you when you're working with people in the vortex is like ask them hey what's your website like what is your and just look at it ask them like what kind of issues do you have with your website have you looked into the statistics of your ranking have you looked into how how you place right because that's stuff that you are able to measure Definitely. And one quick tip is don't buy backlinks. That's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> backlinks. People have a lot of different ways of trying to bump themselves, but I don't think the average founder understands all those little things. And they're just maybe outsourcing their website to some third party and not really considering the content that's in their website that they might be generating themselves. And that you need to that's what you need Jeremiah for. Jeremiah's got that covered and you guys can find him in the vortex if you're not already here. <sighs> yeah, there are people that take the design approach and I would say don't necessarily hire me for the design approach because I'm colorblind. I'm gonna end up screwing something out. Exactly. Um, that's where you got the paradigm for. We got you covered. And then if Tony's got if if Tony can't build it, I don't think anyone can build it. Let's just be real. Oh, I'm flattered to the maximum extent. <laughs> Unless it's a space station, which we're working on that. We're working on that. That Yeah, that's a bit out of my ballpark, but what are you going to do? But hey, man? I have if hopes. you can build the parts for the space station all under like five feet and then construct it out of those, then you don't have to. Anyway, I can't can get into it. scale it down, right? I mean, I can I make can't you get into this right now. Come on, I can make you a spaceship, but, but as far as it, as there me, you go. as this a designer. Can build you a spaceship. As a designer, but as an engineer, bro, that would take me my like half of my damn life, bro, to, to be able to sign off as an engineer and say, yo, send that bitch up into space. Whoa, whoa, PG, this is a family-friendly oh, right, yes, podcast. My apologies. Don't make me go through with the bleepers. <laughs> bro, might as well, bro. <laughs> nah, it's all right. I think most of our uh, audience is actually mature enough to, to hear this kind of language. But, um, cool. yeah, if anybody is offended, then... I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm also sorry. I'm more sorry than you because I said it. All you 13-year-old entrepreneurs. Hey, you apologized in your video, in your podcast. Jeremiah's like, sorry about that video I just played. Like, that was great. That got me. He plays this just, uh, fuck this shit I'm out meme about politics. And it was just hilarious. Like, it sums up my mood. Anyways, moving on. Um, Jeremiah, when did you find out that We'll just try to go in uh, the order I started. Jeremiah, when did you first find out you were ADD? And how did that, like, affect your 
we'll start with that. We'll, I'll try to do one question at a time. Yeah, so I started having the assumption, sadly, senior year of high school, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I was academically gifted, per se, to the point where I didn't have to really study, and I had this horrible habit of doing homework 10 minutes before class. Sounds uh, familiar. Get some Sounds familiar. <laughs> and it worked for me. It worked for me all the way through high school. Um, but uh, I started <clears throat> actually trying to, um, I mean, I was doing web design uh, my high school years because I was a strange child. Um, and I burnt out for like the first time and I took a few weeks off and I remember getting back and trying to look at the code on Able to. Uh, going down YouTube rabbit holes and Reddit rabbit holes, et cetera. Um, not focusing. So I think I spent more time on Quora, which is like some question answer website than I did on actually coding uh, for most of that time period. Wow. So I went to a doctor because I was like, I just can't focus. Yeah. Um, anytime I get into anything else, I go down a whole rabbit hole and it's like whole hour wasted trying to see if I can do anything about this. I have a couple contracts. I have school. I can't just stay home all day and work on these. Yeah. Uh, and I was a student athlete. So I was trying to get like a website done in three, four hours worth of time. Um, what? <clears throat> yeah. Um, it was sad that I was, actually able to, I was able to do it for a while and then it just stopped. I wasn't able to focus. There's no way you can oh. keep up that, that level of productivity though. No. Not at all, but um, that's when I first tried Adderall. Um, had to get off of it because I was starting to really suck at soccer and basketball. So got off of it just as fast as I got on it. Um, and then it started <laughs> to really give me issues when I went to college for two and a half years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're not able to do your homework 10 minutes before class in college. Yeah. <laughs> What was your major? I was a business admin major uh, at a Christian school, though. So I had to take classes such as Old Testament, New Testament. I basically was getting a theology minor on top of it. Wow. Um, And that's not something you can do without focusing either. (laughs) Reading the Bible is a tough tough thing and then interpreting the way that your professor wants you to interpret it is an even tougher task (laughs) yeah anyone who's taken an english class can understand that for sure there's uh, symbolism in a red shirt to a professor in college (laughs) i always try to read into the the writing but then oh man there he goes again Tony, what about you? Um, so yeah, that's a good question. So, um, let's see here, like I guess if I were to look back at it as a kid, I also had attention problems, like believe it or not, like I was almost gonna get held back in school. Um and it wasn't because I was stupid, it was just because like I wasn't doing well in math. And looking back at it in hindsight, I think it was because I have some ADD and um, probably just ADD, maybe a little OCD. Um, mm. So basically, like I was yeah, same. Uh, picking things apart um, 
very deeply instead of just solving the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and and because the reason I say that is because I'm a mechanical engineer right now. Like it's one of the most math intensive professions you could have, and I'm very comfortable in it, which is mm-hmm. e- not easy to say. Because when I first started working, I was tripping out. You know, I was not sleeping. I was so worried. I had imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. I thought yeah. I wasted all that time Dude, doing I math in really... college. So so you know. That was the first time I ever realized I had something wrong. Well, not the first time, but the first time that it displayed itself in my life, whether or not I had realized it. Um, and so when that was when I was must have been first grade. Wow. Yeah, long time ago, and I've never actually had an Adderall prescription, um, although I have taken it to study, and it was uh, very. No, wait, when was the first time you realized that it was really impacting your, like, your work? I mean, or, or, I probably, mean, so probably so in, in college, because my story is just like, say, um, Jeremiah's. Um, Jeremiah, fuck. Just like, sorry, just like <laughs> Jeremiah's, you know, because. Let's be real, there's I, no kids listening to this. Yeah, I, I went, I breezed through high school, man. I never studied. I stu- I opened that biology book, like, one time, bro, and I got an A in honors, AP bio. You know, and I got a four on the exam out of five. So I got college credit. You know, all those things it made me think, oh, I can do that in college, no problem. Wrong. You know, wrong. So so basically I realized yeah, I have to study more. And so I spent a lot more time studying than the average bear who could study less and and get more out of it. Um so instead of taking ADD medicine, I kinda just try to catch myself in the act of when I was devolving from the task at hand. Um, so I'm not going to say I don't, I couldn't benefit from taking an ADD medicine, but I will say I've dealt with it in my own way. That has been good enough, you know, for now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's not really the mental illness that bothers me. The, the one that has recently made a, um, a appearance, I guess an appearance would be bipolar, bipolar two to be specific. So basically, after my layoff, um, what's bipolar two first to to tell people? Well, I mean, there's two kinds of bipolar: bipolar one, bipolar two. Um, the difference. I think most people know what I. We'll get into that more, but like, I want to. I want to hear your story. But I, I will say that bipolar one is definitely a bigger issue than bipolar two. That's what um, I thought it was. I just didn't know yeah. the order. So it's it's one is the more severe form of bipolar, which is yep. more like, man, that's people who deal with bipolar one have severe difficulty just functioning. It's it's serious. Um, and not to say bipolar two isn't either, because I think, oh man, he just hopped off now. But I think bipolar two is what I have. It's on the, right on the verge um, of bipolar two if it's not full-blown bipolar 2. There's like a, a, a tier right before that. It's called... I really should have this off the top of my head, but I don't. Um, where did he go? But like I was saying, uh, I just sort of realized I had that. It's been affecting my life for a while, but my dad is actually a doctor, and he's been trying to, to diagnose it as well we've been kind of working hand in hand to figure this stuff out um and the whole big story is i think i have a lds ehlers daniels syn- syndrome and that has affected my mental health as well so i think just about bipolar 2 um 
which probably will progress into because I have a feeling it's like a kind of a progressive thing or at least something that that hits you around this point in life because Tony and I, I I feel like we're on the same track he's back now so I'll let him finish yeah man I heard I heard you saying sorry my headset died and I couldn't find my little it's all good my, my charger so uh, anyways I, I um... talked I just basically told them how um I think I I have bipolar two as well or something right before it but right. go ahead and tell them like when when did that first when did you first find out that you when did you first think you had it well, if I were to think about it, like probably at a younger age, even because did you I think it was bipolar that... too, or did you just yeah. think it was like something is amiss? Uh, hard to say. I mean, because it's difficult. I, bipolar and and ADD like go hand in hand, kind of. Um, having both of them is just a nightmare. Yeah. So it was hard for me to say, it, but what I do know is that. Uh, Basically, after getting laid off from my dream job and then while waiting in the hopes that I would get it, get it back, which is honestly never going to happen, in my opinion, at this point. Um, mm. My parents had to close down the restaurant that I used to manage the whole time I was getting my mechanical engineering degree that was right across the street. Ciro's uh, Italian Restaurants, you know, Ciro's Italian Restaurant. It was, it was my family restaurant. And, you know, mm. I worked there like all my life. So that shit hit me That's hard, bro, man. because... I'm not, I wasn't just saying, oh man, that sucks. Like I was delving deep into why and wow. government legislation and all kinds of things oh. that contributed to my layoff and um, the business being closed, which ultimately just made me go fucking crazy. You know what I mean? And um, I yeah. just like, I do became a different person for a short time. A, a very angry really person. powerful feelings when combined with the the two of ADD and bipolar, I think. Uh, yeah, continue. I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, man, it just made me different. Um, it made me blow up at people. It made me a little angrier, and that's when I realized, like, okay, like clearly something here is wrong, wrong. Like, and that's when I thought it was bipolar, which was before. Like, this was a few months ago before I was formally diagnosed. So basically you're like one of the yeah, nicest guys I've ever met. You're like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Not even going to lie. And for me, for you to say like you were angry and mad, like there's definitely, I mean, we all struggle with our own, our own emotions, but like you were like, wow, there's something more here than the, normally I'm exposed to. I'm normally feeling right. Precisely, bro. It was like a, there was like another side to me that, yeah. you know, it, when I was younger, I would keep that shit inside, whether mm. it was because I was too scared or because I had more self-control. Probably a combination I think it, I think it grows like a tumor. Like, it's like a mood tumor. Yep. That's I think you should think of it like it. that. I just realized that it's like that because I also, like, felt some of the symptoms earlier on, like, in high school. But it wasn't until, call, like, late college, really even just, actually, I'd say over the last year. COVID yeah. hit made it really, I mean, I. this has got to be true for other people out there, but COVID just exacerbated all the mental health illnesses and like it made, it made it so that people had to reach out and find what community or else you just were, were toast. Yeah. And you know, luckily my community was my family before you yeah. guys, you know, no offense, but that's just what it was. My family were the one that said, Hey, 
come home to North Carolina, stay with us. You don't live there anymore. Yeah. And try to find a job here and you can stay at home and you can start your business and wow, you can get amazing, you checked out it? and see what's wrong with you. So, you know, my parents really, they really saved my, saved my behind on that. That's one, great you know, to hear, because, man. I love that. Yeah, man. And, and I was going to say, I, I would say the same thing about you, Rainbird. I say you're actually way nicer than me even, you know? And so for everyone listening, like these issues are, you know, real. it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility to deal with yeah. them in yeah. a res- responsible way. Right. Yeah. You can't ignore them though, is what I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore it. You know, you want to ignore it. I always dreaded being like, especially when I was taking psychology in college and I was like, Oof, bipolar, man, I, I would never want to have that. But like, you can't think like that. It's not like you can choose or it's something you can avoid or ignore. It's better to just confront it head on and you'll find that like people are really supportive and understanding and they'll help you. They'll, they'll get you help. Yeah, man, hundred percent. There's a huge uh, stigma associated with mental health as many of us know. And uh, it changes even culture to culture, bro. I'll be mm-hmm. honest. I have an Italian family, mostly Italian, a little bit of Jewish and uh, African, but we'll just say mostly European. But but no one in my family is on mental health medication. No, no, no medication at all. Zero. I don't think there's a single person. And they have all kinds of issues. You know what I mean? Because it's so frowned upon in the Italian community, I would think, you know, to take pills and Xanax and all those things, even though it may help you in the long run and make you a better human and more happy with yourself. You know, there's such a stigma associated with doing those things, at least in my experience of being Italian, you know, that they don't. And they just, they just find a way to deal with it, you know, without drugs. And that's kind of what I've done, ironically. So you think that you think that without medication, people with mental illnesses can live a normal life? I think I I don't think it's one hundred percent. It depends on case to case. But severity. There's a spectrum for all these things. Yeah, people have to know that that this is a spectrum. I said I was you know right before bipolar two. It's because I think I line up with most of the things, but not not exactly um, full blown bipolar two. So it's like a spectrum for all of this. And obviously, some people on lower on the spectrum might be able to get by with uh, meditation, exercise, um, diet mindfulness you know yes these are the things like we're not saying like oh just you know if you're not severe you can get by without taking care of it if you're on the spectrum you need to take care of yourself you need to take care of your body your mind your spirit all these things like have to be on your plate right and the first the first step is admitting it and realizing it not just in the general sense but real time yes yeah as it's happening you got to say oh shit i'm being a little bitch i need to stop this or do something. Yes, I do not. You know how many times I just have to like mid conversation with my wife be like, "Oh, nope, that's not me. Sorry about that." Like Exactly. It's frustrating and it's it's weird because most people don't have to do that. <laughs> I think it just comes with the territory, bro, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's weird um but but at the same time it's it's interesting because it makes us unique people like very unique people um, able to kind of like control our, our moods, but also control where we direct the brain power. Uh, Can we I direct do that it on the U.S. quote? 
Sorry, what? Go ahead, Jeremiah. Kanye West quote, I hate being bipolar. It's fucking awesome. That's that's brilliant. Bro. <laughs> that actually, yeah, that, that makes sense. But for a lot of people, it can be intimidating until they uh, really understand how to con- take care of themselves. Um, and I'd love to get into that more. Maybe we can have a podcast with the ocean. There's also all those external factors that play into... Um whether the person may or may not need medication, like the people you surround yourself with, how they will react to um, episodes for less, uh, way lack of a better term. Um, but if like, yeah, um, most mental illnesses come with their own episodes, again, for lack of a better term, and, and how the people around you deal with that, that might play in mm-hmm. whether or not you want to get medicated, what your goals and aspirations are. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, uh, for example, work a good retail job, 20 bucks an hour. That's perfect for them. They'll be happy. They'll do that the rest of their life. And they could probably get by with certain, um, mental illnesses, mm-hmm. uh, no problem doing that. But let's say they have a project they're working on, on the side and they're burnt out by the time they get home because of their mental illness, then maybe that would play into your consideration, whether or not you want to get medicated. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, I think that's a, a really awesome point to make. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about that now a little more, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think having been on medication too, and you guys probably have done the trial and error part of it. And it's not like a, you know, one pill, the magic pill. It's a kind of like figuring out what works for you on a, on a case by case basis. Um, everyone's like, Oh, Adderall, you have to take Adderall if you're ADD. Well, Adderall is, the most commonly prescribed ADD medication, I think Adderall or Vyvanse, probably still yeah. Adderall. I so, agree. like, that's what people are pushing. There's a it's multi-million-dollar industry. Not to say it doesn't work. It does work, and I've taken it. It works for for people. You know, it really is a game changer. And I don't think that it should be eliminated from the equation. If you really need to be productive, you need to um, support your family. I mean, there's a very real need to make money, especially right now, and be be innovative. But medication isn't always the answer. It's you have to have focus, and focus comes from confronting your mental health issue. Besides just medicating it, you can just medicate it, but that's like putting a bandaid on it. Um, what you really need to yeah. do is address it, figure out what exactly is going on, and how to map your mind so that you can either avoid triggers or you know, steer yourself to safety when you find yourself in the middle of a storm. And me- mindfulness, scripture, praying, a lot of people find it different ways, meditation, all that, like even just doing yoga can really just bring you back to a baseline, help you realize what you need to be doing and put that energy and that focus in the right places to accomplish your tasks and your goals. Because uh, whether it's bipolar, ADD, um, ADHD, uh depression seasonal depression whatever you have there's times when you just can't focus with those things and yeah i i agree man and uh you know sorry to cut you off but uh no i was i was rambling to add yeah i forgot to add like i'm also going to therapy you know i mean that was another thing i agreed to do because yeah because i knew that i to be able to talk it out and and to get to some of the the roots of my triggers of my bipolar triggers there's like some specific ideas 
or narratives or whatever that trigger me, you know, to get to those roots so that I can deal with that trauma, you know, get my closure in that trauma. And then there'll be a lower likelihood of me having a bipolar episode from that root. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Of the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So getting a call here. Hold on. Let me screen that. I love the Google screening app. Um, yeah, Jeremiah, you have anything to add to that? I mean, you had made one point, and it's just like everyone, you can find ways to control it in moments. Um, and I think I've maybe do the weirdest one. I'll, I'll literally get my dog on a leash, and I'll sprint around the house like two or three times, but it literally mm-hmm. is one of the few ways i found that will calm my brain down. Let me sit back down at the desk and start typing again. Yeah, um, exercise, man. Yeah, there's, I don't know, there's some studies that show like even sprinting uphill for 15 seconds will activate certain hormones in the brain again. And a lot, as we know on the genetic or the molecular, I don't know what the term is on the scientific level, I guess, a lot of these are triggered by your homo- hormones not being at the uh, neurotypical level. So. Mm. That's uh, interesting you brought that up. Yeah, resetting. You can do some man- manual resets. Yeah, um, your body's a very physical like machine. 10 push-ups never worked for me. I've found that sprinting some reason did, but hmm. something a little active for the ADD, ADHD. Wow, cool. I wow, that's so great you bring that up because that's crucial. Um, the body's a very physical machine, and we get in this idea that we're you know just existing. We get in our minds and don't realize that there's physical things we can do for mental illness. Um, one of the most important is eating healthy. And I'd say exercising is probably the second, if not the same value needs to be placed on that. Um, for example, I cannot get through the day well. I, I'm so much more distracted, so all over the place if I don't go for a walk in the morning or at least do something physical when i get up either like like pretty much walking is the only thing that i've i've seen walking running jogging using an elliptical biking or swimming let's say do something that gets your heart rate elevated for at least 10 minutes at minimum and that will help your focus uh you know besides the physical benefits the health benefits but just if you need to do something do something physical like that. <clears throat> a manual reset, like he's talking about. Neuroatypical people get imbalances in their chemical. Um, the biochemistry of the brain is a very delicately balanced ecosystem of interacting molecules, and those molecules trigger different things. Uh, that's why you know you take different medications. It changes how you feel. Those are all the inner workings of the brain. And if you can physically trigger a chemical reset, like Jeremiah was saying, the hormones are what do that. And triggering the hormones by running, you you get the blood moving, you get the hormones active, and it changes the chemical balance of your brain, of the blood in the brain, and that uh, helps you kind of like get back to a baseline, right? All right. Um, oh, yeah, man. There's also the mental 
uh, re-stimulation that you're supposed to look for, not to try to derail the conversation at all, but like um, some people find it by taking that 15 minute one game in a lobby for video games. Some people find it by literally raising plants or animals, uh, keeping you in a routine that's something other than yourself and keeping the brain stimulated. Um, Since you're probably focused on more than one thing, give your brain a second thing to work with and take out some of those other ones. Mm -hmm. Because you can get stuck Uh, in a loop. Yeah, I mean, but if your loop was you woke up, you watered three plants, you walked your dog, you got back, you worked for an hour, you played 30 minutes a game, you worked for another hour, and it's just like a very scheduled um, routine thing uh, where you're keeping the brain active Mm -hmm. throughout the whole routine, though. Some people will take like a 15-minute rest at 12.30, and then they're basically shut down for the rest of the day. Mm. Why does that happen? Is that just... That might be more than the hyperactivity uh, for the ADHD. I have found that I get really tired, you know, right around 3 every day, just the 3 p.m. barrier. But also in the morning sometimes, I wake up early, um, usually around 6.30 or 7, and then, you know, eat, meditate, go for a walk, and then start working. And then by, like, 11 or 12, sometimes I just want to take a nap, like, it's hard to resist that nap. Yeah, I, I feel the same way sometimes, man. You know, I mean, I, I, um, I wake up early too. And another, I guess you should, you could call it a symptom, but it's more of a, a sign as well, like a trend. Like, uh, I guess you'd call it a uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, if you're sleeping less, you, you're naturally going to sleep less with bipolar. Um, yeah. Just At because it's a certain periods of the time. Say it again. I'm sorry. Certain periods of time. I mean, I feel like it pretty much always sleep l- less. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So basically, what they the research has shown, and correct I mean, I might be wrong. This is just me, Anthony Cornelli, giving you what I think I know. Maybe I misread it, but um, over the course of people bipolar's lives, they see the trend that they need less, less, and less, and less sleep to to operate their day however um that is associated with the growing of the tumor as you analogized you know what i mean yeah yeah exaggerates it and and it's something that's actually passive like over time they just notice trends of people who are medicated people who i'm not sure maybe it was a people it was medicated versus unmedicated but in my eyes i think it was just of uh, in the general bipolar population that Older people, as their life goes on, they need less and less sleep, mm-hmm. or they have less and less sleep. Um, so yeah, I, I know that feeling, man. I you know sometimes I wake up um, and I got the same amount of sleep, but in the morning I'm like, damn, I don't want to get out of bed right now. It's not like a depression thing. It's like I'm actually tired, you yeah. know. And yeah. I'll also get that 3 p.m. KO where I'm like, you know, or even right after lunch sometimes. Like at my old job, I, I didn't sleep like barely at all because I was having like severe like issues. I guess I could say the first time I I, I really thought I had bipolar, I guess you could say would or, or something would be like for real, for real was when I started that job, you know, because I wasn't sleeping. So I would actually take a nap in my car. I literally scarfed on my lunch in 10 minutes and then sleep for 45 minutes. And that was literally what kept me going sometimes, you know, yeah. so. I just yeah. thought it was worth worth mentioning. 
Yeah, I wonder if there's some sort of neuro reset that's that's craved because it doesn't even have to be like a restful long sleep. It just has to be like a five minute nap. It's weird. It's got to be something. You yeah. Know? It's like you yeah. got to have that momentary, yeah. like, ah. I, I just got to let that. my brain close for a second and reboot, and then it comes back exactly. online and I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And that naps kind of do it for me, man. I mean, they, they do. I take a lot of naps. And as um, Jeremiah said, you know. It makes it sound lazy saying that, but it's really not like you'd think. It's not like we're sleeping all day. It's like a cat nap, right? Yeah, it's just a cat nap, bro. I'm a very active person. Like, yeah. it's four o'clock. I've already worked. So you know, I half the morning. I, 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 you know, I played some video games. I went out and did a longboard ride. I got like my legs like so exercised trying to do a shove it for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> trying to do multiple shove it's in a row on a 39 inch longboard. So like, you know, that that's what I do, man. I'm always Name busy, old but. Pony. I'm the way, yeah. Oh, yeah. The longboard, bro. The longboard game's gotten even stronger now in my old age. Believe it or not, dude. I haven't but... touched the longboard since college. That's great. That's hilarious. Yeah, man. Love it. I, I take it even more seriously now than I did then. That's you freaking know? awesome. <laughs> Do you remember yeah, that little tiny pink one I had? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was like a foot long. <laughs> I never liked those, bro. I didn't feel safe. Someone stole it from me. I don't even remember. I think I set it on a table and it was just gone. <laughs> you bro, on a college campus, that's like dropping a bar of gold on a table. Dude, bro. everybody lost away. stuff in college. It was crazy. Yeah. The quotation. one dude across our apart our, our hallway got his computer stolen and then blamed it on Akshay. And he wasn't even living there. Like the police came and questioned him. It there was you go, it was great. Bro. <laughs> was like, everybody was like man gets frisked at every airport he's the first one in the crime framed for everything <laughs> poor guy he's oh, like, what? Poor how's he doing by the way i haven't heard from him in quite a long time he's pretty good man i i played a lot of uh a lot of league of legends with him <laughs> St- still not still i don't i don't really play video games anymore but oh, he's uh he's oh, working we, we played I don't know if me and him played, but I know me and you play a couple times, I think. Yeah, yeah, we did. He's he's probably played with you once or twice. Yeah, probably um, had to, bro. Yeah, well, not to get too far off topic, but... Um, Jeremiah, you, I think you said that about the naps, or about, about um, the rest, right? Yeah, I was bringing up, like... Yeah. Not necessarily doing it. I guess in my own circumstance, keeping a momentum. Mm-hmm. And a strict it's schedule. different for everybody, for and real. To be honest, when you guys state you take your naps, usually I take a double espresso. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I find that I can't focus as well if I just power through it like that. Um, and if I just, if I just let it go, I think it isn't like a brain reset for me. Cause it's real short and I just like lay on the couch. I go to sleep for like 10 minutes. It actually helps me. I don't know if that's just my own personal brain chemistry, but people have to figure it out for themselves. Like some people that just completely throws off their day, but other people it can really, it can be the difference between trudging through the next five hours and not getting anything done versus giving up 30 minutes and being productive for the next couple hours. Yeah. 
I, I agree completely too, man, because like, you know, there's a lot of self-discovery that goes into the mental illness. Right. Like that might be you know just me I mean? and you because like, we have the same kind of thing. But Jeremiah is completely different. Yeah, but but the the fact remains true that we all had to figure some stuff out about ourselves right. that you couldn't find in a textbook necessarily. Right, right. No one's going to tell you that. People are always going to, you know, tell you the average, the atyp or like the typical stuff. If you're neuroatypical and you have some sort of mental illness, which is what that basically means, it means your brain chemistry is just slightly different than what other people have, and it's a spectrum. So the chemistry comes down to um right diffusion of particles in the blood and how fast they've diffused from where they're released and it's really complicated i can't like i don't even know it all i'm not going to pretend like i do at all but yeah. <laughs> basically it is it's the chemistry that that makes you a little bit unique in the way you think right yeah and and you know not to cut you off but like part of the another reason why like sometimes i'll have disagreements with you know my doctor or my therapist or whatever because I know at the end of the day, um, in many cases, these um, professionals, they just they read the textbook. Right. But here's the thing. We are not textbook people. I don't consider myself to be the average. You know what I mean? So, yeah, to apply no, to, to apply every single one of the same rules, I think, would be incorrect logically, because mm. those rules were created for most cases, not mm. necessarily my case. Yeah. Ocean was talking about this, too. I wish she was here for this conversation, but um, she was saying for people like people like us, the three of us who grew up with having these mental these imbalances and being neuroatypical and they try to make us, you know, into a category. So all the treatments, the medical community, while we were growing up, was trying to figure out what was wrong with us. And they. I don't know what it was, but they tried to put everybody in these average categories. So ADD, they tried to like quantify it, put it into a, a test, put it into a measurement of a, you know how much you can focus. But there's a lot of things that affect your focus. Um, like yeah. Tony and I both have experienced, there's a completely different illness that, you know, it, actually Adderall can make it worse. Adderall can make it harder for us to focus if, if you don't, don't know what you're doing. It's different for everybody. Like, and I, I can attest to that, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a really good point. You gotta, you gotta really do some thinking. Um, if you're really young, get people involved and and try to. I don't know, man. I feel bad for kids who are really bad in these or really have these bad because it's difficult to figure out. You have to a lot of have to do a lot of introspection, a lot of thinking about it, and. People can't do it for you. That's the biggest thing is you can't let the doctors just do it for you. You got to be involved in this process. Yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. Like you have to be, you have to be the one who cares the most, right? Because right. it's you at the end right. of the day. It's your problem. It's not no one else's problem. It's your problem. But you on know? the other hand, like people who are feeling overwhelmed and like they're alone, you're not alone. Um, we're here for you. Find people to talk to about this who are like minded. Um, I think a lot of people who are founders are also neuroatypical and have some sort of um, issue that they've dealt with their whole life. Find someone, just mm -hmm. open up to them that you trust uh, and, and get their input on where to start because that that's really key is starting somewhere, taking ownership of it and, and trying different things. 
yeah, you might you might feel worse for a little bit. But let me tell you, finding something that works, whether it's medication, whether it's meditation or exercise and or a combination of those, like for me, it's a combination of all of them. And I wouldn't be where I am without it. So. Heck yeah, man. That's, you know, that's, that's beautiful. You know, it's, it's just self-growth, you know, really yeah. like you want to be better. You don't want to have, have this issue, uh, anymore at all. Obviously you're always going to have it. Um, but yeah. you can do what you can do your, do your best. You know? well, yeah. Here's the thing. Everybody's going to have, everybody's going to eventually get there <laughs> as their brains fall apart and you die. Yeah. Like that's the end game. <laughs> we all die. No one makes it off this planet. But those of us um, who am, who address it early on, who find are on that journey of self discovery from a young age, like all three of us have been, it's it's like um, an expansive growth or exponential growth. So you get you get set on this path of self discovery that continues until you're middle age and later in life and by the time you're in your 30s you have a business you've started and you're you know you know what i mean you're like oh, yeah, bro. several yeah, businesses right. you've started and like crazy stuff you've done and you're just like wait how did i get here everybody's everybody's uh still doing their thing that they were yeah, when they graduated man. high school I agree completely, bro. And that's the thing. Like, those are the kinds of people that hate you the most. Those are the kinds of people that literally hope I die. Because I'm out here not only trying to improve myself, but, like, trying to make people's lives better with what I what I got, bro, with my intellect and what the gifts I've been given. And then how I, you know, and with and in my uh, improvement of those gifts. Yeah. You know, I want to contribute to the world. I don't want to stand at a movie theater and 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 push a punch a ticket for you like you right. know i want to i want to make the ticket puncher right i love you how I mean? old you are about just being yourself too like that's inspired me like seeing your facebook stories i you know i think i have self my own self image issues when i um that i've been struggling with my whole life but you know you don't you don't see a lot of people just throwing stuff up on their Facebook feed raw like that. And I, I respect that because it's, you're just showing people it's really who you are, what you're going through and talking about real issues. So much fake stuff in the world right now. Yeah, man, that's the thing. Like, you know, and, and, and what I realized is I'm not going to let anyone discredit me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't matter if there was something to discredit me with, because what I've said, you can't take away. You know what I'm saying? I've said things. Yeah. I've said some inappropriate things. I've said some perhaps things that I may not agree with at this current time. But for the things that I have said, I've already got confirmation from people messaging me saying, bro, I watch your story every day. You know, thank you so much. It's entertaining. It's insightful. And even if it were only one person, that's it's amazing people. But even if we're only one person, I would continue to do that because that's the kind of person <laughs> I am. That's awesome. You yeah, know? I love it. I love it. And, uh, I think it'll take off, man. Uh, more people get fed up with BS every day. It's like a trend. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an advertisement. Every day, 15% more more of the population people. is done with bullshit. 
<laughs> Coming towards a uh, the pinnacle of BS, right? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I mean, right now, especially you know, like we're all here at home. We should be, you know, we many of us should be at a company right now. Yeah, and we're at home. You know, I don't know about anyone else, but I have. When I first got laid off, bro, I never felt so un under like unvalued, not undervalued, because I was no yeah. longer in the like being in the dumped. Chart, you know, like I was not dumped. there to be valued. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like being dumped. They let, they let, uh, like uh, uh, what's that? True what's engineer that told me who's the guy that gave me the MRI and and and, and uh, or uh, analyzed my MRI. He'd be a neurologist. You know, I was breaking stuff down, and yeah. it wasn't good, man. Yeah, I would tell people what you were working on. In in Michigan? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can say that I signed non-disclosure agreement with Walt Disney Imagineering. So basically, I was the secondary engineer. There was one engineer above me who was the lead engineer. And for our project, we made the ride vehicles for two rides. Um, all of them. All the ride vehicles Crazy. for two rides. Um, and I can't really say much else. I can't say where it was. All I can say is that wow. it was a contract that I signed with Walt Disney Imagineering and it was an amazing job, you know? So yeah. to lose that sounds like an awesome you know, job. That sounds like a dream job. It was bro. hundred percent. And to lose that, when you know, there's actually people there who didn't even a work as hard as you or B yeah. appreciate it as much as you, that shit drove me crazy, man. You know, that's like going through a really, really bad breakup, bro. It was a horrible breakup. Pandemic. I, bro. I knew the owner of this company and he liked me. He was my mentor. I've known him for years. I could probably call him right now and he'd pick up the phone. The owner of a billion dollar company. And he wanted me wow. to work there. Wow. You know, he wanted me to stay there. And I got laid off by psychotic middle, middle management, essentially. So wow. that's another reason why the bipolar finally came out because I just lost my cool. I was like, you know what? No more Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. And I think it was actually a good thing because. Now I'm aware of it. I'm dealing with it better, but also it's helped me in my bluntness in professional, in my professional life, yeah. because I'm not, I'm no longer afraid to say exactly how I'm feeling. If I have belief in that objective idea. Yeah. yeah you know? I don't see people railroading you. So like, I wouldn't see you in that position. Now the person who you've become, like I see you standing up for yourself and, and making a name for yourself, being bold in what you're asking and, and valuing your own, valuing what you have everyone has value to offer and i, I really I see it. you taking ownership of your value and that's another thing i tell to people in my stories like bro don't let social media dictate the value you give to yourself okay that's the value that someone gives to you in a spur of the moment slide by on their phone you know and trust me dude i made so many not to even pipe my own horn, but i've made so many dope guitar videos, performance videos, singing, yeah. rapping, bro, they get 500 views, nine likes. And the reason is because there's a lot of haters, bro. There's a lot of haters. But I, back in the day, I would say, damn, maybe I should delete that. It must not be good. Nowadays, mm -hmm. I say, oh, damn, that must have been the best one I ever made. You know right? what I mean? Yeah, dude. Because, I totally because when get people that. don't like it, that's when you know, like, okay, they're, they're watching me all the time but they're never showing support. Like there's gotta be some disconnect there. Yeah. And it's not really the people you want. So, yeah. Those aren't, those aren't the people you want to pay attention to. Exactly. Pay attention to, so, to reaching new people, reach people who want your value. That's what the community here is all about is 
Stop targeting people with BS ad campaigns. Come here and market with real people. Talk to real people. Find out what works and where you fit. What's your role in all this? And it's a healthy relationship, right? I, th- I think that's an excellent way of putting it, Sam. Yeah. Well, I want to help more people find this. And that's my goal is even with this podcast and showing people how to use the vortex and uh vortex and the um, notifications like i want to make it as optimal as possible for people to enjoy and participate and get value from without bogging them down you know i don't want the notifications to be oppressive i don't want the (laughs) conversation to be toxic um i want people to report people if they're suspicious or, or fraudulent like that's not we're not going to tolerate any of that in here this is a curated community of people who have verified their their intentions and are yes, trying to create a better world. That's the idea. And I'm not buying any of your courses. Just so you know, <laughs> join this group, I will not buy your course. <laughs> no marketing uh, course. There you go, bro. <laughs> but we are going to be teaching people how to do things because we have experts in this community. We have PhD holders. We have people who have studied things their entire life. Um, and are here to to share that knowledge. So if you join the Vortex, you might have access to something that very few people actually do, which is truly original content <laughs> coming from people oh, yeah. who know what they're talking about. And then I, so I got it. Yeah. yeah. So everybody who's listening, invite the realest people you know, because I don't think people will be listening to this at this point unless they understood what we're trying to get at. Um, and if you are, we'll find you and remove you from the community. <laughs> <laughs> I have a team of us that will hunt you down. <laughs> if you try to undermine what we're doing here, we will find send, you. Send them right to the gulag, bro. We have a special place reserved in the vortex for you. Yes, sir. And, and that's, that's the good end, bro. You don't want Tony to come down. <laughs> that's right. Tony's a cadet now. I just upgraded you. You're a mod now, Tony. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You look on the top right corner, you'll see your name underneath Jeremiah's. Oh, wow. I thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Not you're, 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 I'll have to send you the agreement. It's not official until you agree, but you have to uh, agree to, to keep an eye out, basically. It's like the community watch. The Night's Watch? The community watch. I don't know what the Night's Watch is. I don't want to. I think that was Game of Thrones, but now I'm second guessing the name. Oh, it might be. Um, I haven't watched that in forever. I'm pretty sure it's the Night Watch or the Black something. I don't remember, man. But yeah. Well, not to keep the podcast going all day. We literally just chill in here all day. So if you're watching this and you're not in the vortex, go to paradigm.cx/vortex to be part of our awesome community. I started it as a place to attend events and host my podcast here but it's becoming so much more now it's like a community hub of founders and startups and i try to connect everyone who joins with at least one other person one other founder uh, who can help we're the voyagers blazing the path into a new frontier of business through partnership and if our mission is successful uh, we can add value to each other's businesses companies services by connecting and uh this is a professional community of creatives and founders who are focused on building a better business 
in a better world. Um, and we're working together, learning together, struggling together through issues. And just join us in experience what it's like to be part of something truly incredible you'll hear success stories you can share your success stories and what you're struggling with and get help from some really amazing people and think of me as an operator i'm sam hebda the paradigm community coordinator i have a rolodex of hundreds of founders to connect you with and if you want to join that rolodex you can go to paradigm.cx slash add dash to dash orbit i'll have that in the link of the podcast and the video of the podcast all about us making a podcast in the vortex pretty meta so stay woke guys and we'll see you at the masterminds meetings yeah thanks for having me man it was a pleasure jeremiah thanks for being on here as well yeah man woke as fuck now Again, sorry to all those thirteen-year-olds. That's I, I can I can hear the uh, northern accent coming through. Yeah, oh yeah. If it's a it all starts with probably like Diamond and League of Legends. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys, and take care. So that's all for today, guys. And that was the podcast on podcasting, which will also be a video that we'll upload in the vortex. And make sure you get in there. It's great community engagement. Talk to some amazing founders, get help with projects, get feedback on marketing campaigns. And most of all, if you want to connect with Paradigm for strategic design advice, we're here for you. And we have some really amazing strategists and consultants for you to talk to, as well as a whole entire design team that's just done world renowned design work for hundreds of companies. Uh, And I can get you a personal consult with one of them if you message me in the vortex. So get in there, message me, Sam Hebda. And I'll link you to the right person and connect you with founders in our community who can best help you partner for success. That's what this is about, the partnership economy. So check out the Vortex, paradigm.cx slash Vortex. All right, guys, have a nice day.